Welcome to episode 7 of Talking the Groove. In this episode, we welcome one of music's most innovative producers, composers and musicians, the trombonist Rosie Turton. With two EP releases with her own band on the Jazz Refresh label and releases as part of the Naraya Collective under her belt, it was fantastic to chat with Rosie and discuss improvisation, applying new production techniques and musical freedoms. You have literally just spoken about autonomy, the autonomy to change as an artist. Um, that's clearly something that's important to you. Mm. Um, how does that influence your work now compared to your work from before? Um, so I think, yeah, so I think for me, like um, at the moment, I feel like I've kind of got this split direction of the work that I'm going in. So I've kind of obviously continuing with stuff with sort of a live band thing, but also over the last few years, I've started doing more kind of a solo project with sort of just like mostly like electronics and synth based. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that thing of um, autonomy, I mean, I speak with a lot of musicians about this. It's something that I think we all find like quite frustrating is that I feel like you can quite easily get like boxed into a category of, what your music sounds like and then when you kind of want to evolve um you're not always like allowed that space to do it because kind of some kind of like promoters or journalists want to kind of fit you in a in a category to make I guess their life easier to like make sense of you whereas I think you know so many artists have so many different like strands um to their kind of like musicality so I think yeah um sort of yeah I think sort of being able to like retain like the narrative um, I think especially for me where I'm at the moment is quite important because I think um, kind of like yeah making like big changes in the music that I kind of want to create and sort of like not wanting to be kind of like feel that expected to make like a continue making a similar sort of thing if that makes sense um, yeah yeah there is a, no I understand there's a there's a pressure to make another version of what was successful before mm. and I can only imagine that that must be very frustrating and uh, it must be yeah. hard to fight against as well I would have thought. I mean I guess yeah yes and no but I think um, yeah I guess like um, I suppose yeah when you spent so much time like building up a sort of like sound and stuff um, yeah yeah, well, that's it. You spend a lot of time building up, as you say, your own sound. Mm. Um, then when you do want to go off in a different direction, you've, I, I guess it's also, um, I'm not going to battle's the wrong word, uh, or conflict, they're the wrong words. I'm going to say there must be a, a, a discussion with yourself about how you can leave something behind, but not, maybe not totally abandon it yeah exactly and I think I'm kind of into this idea at the moment as well of kind of like um a category of music like which is like all genre or no genre so you know I feel like it's that kind of question a lot where people ask you like what kind of music do you make and I'm kind of like mm. well I don't know how to describe that because it's kind of this and it's kind of that but it's not really any of those things it's kind of like an amalgamation of all of these things I'm quite like and I feel like there's quite a lot of people that are moving into that idea now of kind of like why do we need to 
categorize stuff in genres all the time like it kind of you know there's so much music out there and so much kind of crossover Mm, between mm. everything that I feel like you know things are yeah people are just kind of creating like things that is just like you can't really Mm, say it's mm. this or it's this it's sort of like multiple multiple things I think that yeah that's interesting because I think that's very apparent I'm going to use the word jazz just as a Um, a kind of lingua franca, really. Uh, um, uh, uh, the that scene that kind of blossoms from, well, for me, from about two thousand and fifteen onwards. Uh, what I found fascinating, and including your work and people you've worked with is how multi-genre and cross-genre it is, even though yeah. it's labelled as jazz. And um, and I would I would imagine that's partly because jazz is just such an easy, uh, such a wide-ranging genre in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But um, those influences that have come from different people's different backgrounds and then all coming together and creating music where different musical styles can fit together. Um, that must be, I would imagine, and I'm speaking as a non-musician, I would imagine that must be quite liberating. Yeah, like definitely. And I think kind of, um, yeah, I think for like me as well, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of other people, that kind of thing of like the, I think the skills and the kind of things that you develop in becoming like kind of, Improvise, like learning improvisation and kind of things like that I think it opens up this whole other world of like what you can sort of do with it um if that makes sense so I guess like kind of whilst we all a lot of us like kind of you know were really kind of focused on a specific kind of like sound as like a young as young musicians in kind of like jazz music of kind of like going through the kind of like history of it and like taking influence from kind of people before I think sort of like now and I think yeah what you'll see now is it's like so many people um yeah just really kind of like it's such a it just opens up this whole like universe of like sound when you've kind of got that kind of language um mm. and that way of like I think it's like communication as well that you get with other musicians when you know you're improvising together and it's like that listening and then it's kind of just it's like open open world that you can kind of like move into and I think yeah that's what, I think it's amazing that like yeah I guess that's why everyone you know we can bring in whatever influences we want now and it kind of just works and mm. yeah sounds great yeah uh as a trombonist then who were your what influences did you have um kind of early on you know if um that that, that you would definitely go and listen to or put the record on or put the music on who would who would be your go to I'm I'm talking about very early on who would be your go to I want to sound like that person um I think the first person that I was probably into like that I think was like Dennis Rollins um yeah because I think he when I first started playing trombone he like came to Lincoln to do some like workshops one summer so yeah he was kind of like my first introduction to also it's just like you know I really love his like sound and his style yeah. of playing as well so yeah he was like a massive influence at the start um and then obviously sort of after that kind of you know people like um JJ Johnson and Curtis Fuller um and then 
sort of as I got a bit older like Gratch and Monka sort of became my sort of like yeah really like sort of his percussive style of playing trombone um and his compositions as well and yeah like sort of also like yeah people like Peter Zumo as well and yeah um but yeah Dennis Rollins was kind of like the first first one that mm. got me like inspired Oh, brilliant! Yeah. And the impro and improvising with other musicians is uh, again, I, it, as you've just said, it allows you to explore the world that you're inhabiting, I guess. And um, mm. how does that feed in then to your compositions? That is, that's a process I'm fascinated by. Um, you mm. know, obviously, I've listened to a lot of your, your music, and I just sort of think oh, wow, where did that phrase come from and things like that? And I'm always fascinated by what the kind of overview, the the, the big picture is of composition. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think <clears throat> I quite, I think I compose quite like in quite a con constant stream of thought way. <laughs> so mm. I think my like, I don't, I'm one of these people that like my brain just doesn't really deal with like structure very well. And I think things are quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> things that kind of like can go like that and that and that. Um, oh, yeah. So it's not, it's not linear then. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I just remembered that. People can't see the videos. So, like, no. it kind of goes like yeah. in all sorts of directions. Um, yeah. So, like, I think um, what I saw, yeah, I think a lot of the writing that I do now is quite, um, I'll kind of, present the band with like a few ideas and then yeah. something that we kind of then improvise on together um and I'm quite enjoying that kind of like process of doing it like that um yeah. so I think like the sort of first record that I put out was kind of the compositions I guess were more in the standard kind of like jazz format of there being like a melody mm. and then some solos and then the melody is that the five EP is it yeah yeah the fives with um yeah back in like 2019 I think mm. um but I think yeah since then kind of like from like a conversation I had actually with Peter Zimmo he was talking about his style of composition and he was saying he just writes down like ideas um whenever they come to his mind like whether it be a rhythmic thing a chord a melody idea um so I started doing that and kind of like yeah kind of have sort of stuck with that since and kind of just enjoying the kind of like spontaneity with it um but I think also yeah just kind of like when we kind of played it together that then it's kind of it can kind of go anywhere which I quite enjoy so mm. yeah um and then I think yeah just same with like also sort of the electronic stuff I'm doing so I've really gotten into like modular synths as well and I kind of enjoy that they're kind of onto their own sort of thing you can kind of just plug stuff in and press a button and then it it goes mm. and um I feel that kind of like is similar to how my composition works of it. it's just kind of like it goes off on this like long developing trail which I quite enjoy so mm. Mm. yeah oh brilliant yeah, yeah. Um, when you, you said your band so let's just clarify that are you talking about the group of musicians for your that you use for your five album and uh, and the parts one and two release as well yeah, because it was the same lineup for both, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah, yeah, same yeah. lineup on both, yeah. yeah. So I, I would imagine then is uh, that uh, with 
improvisation as a as a way of composition there there's got to be a, a sort of big element of faith and trust in each other to mm. to be able to create something like that does it does having the same group of musicians help with that do you think um yeah i think definitely it's yeah it's definitely helped with i think especially sort of i'll sort of write stuff with people in mind so i'll be like okay like i know if i give tone this sort of like thing I know that he'll kind of take the bass off in this direction or you know um so I think yeah that's really nice I've quite enjoyed that quite a lot um I think it's like a band it's like we kind of really know each other's like playing now um but so with that even said like I think you know we kind of have a few different musicians that play with us on on some gigs and that's always really exciting as well because then they kind of bring themselves into it and then mm. it can you know it becomes like quite fresh and it goes in this whole like other direction um but I think yeah definitely having like developed sort of stuff with kind of the same people over like quite a long time um you really yeah you really start to notice the kind of like subconscious like connections that you all have when you sort Mm. of play together and stuff yeah Uh, yeah it must be quite exciting I would have thought that um yeah so it's all going off and then somebody does something and everybody else goes well jump on that well you know like when something unexpected happens and does it ever work like that somebody will do something and everyone will just go yeah let's go with that yeah definitely like I think yeah especially when we're playing live um kind of it's this nice feeling of sort of anything can happen um Mm. I think yeah Jake's like a really fun drummer to work with for that reason because I think he kind of will like push stuff he'll sort of like sometimes just, you know, add in something completely unexpected and then mm. it's like, cool, this is what we're doing, which is really fun. Um, mm. Yeah. Thank you.
And who, uh, and when you're playing with that lineup, who's the MD on the stage for the? Is it yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, um, I guess, yeah, direct in the sense of cueing stuff. But I think um, apart from that, I feel like yeah, we're kind of. It's yeah, I guess because we've been playing together for so long, it's just quite. It can mm. quite easily just run as its own one sort of machine, so to say. Mm. That must be great. It must be a great feeling to know that you're going to get on stage and be able to have that kind of freedom, and, and, yeah. and then, but also understand that you're all get, you're also going to be good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think yeah, it's like I've done, it's one of those amazing things I think about sometimes with playing music is that you kind of create this like equal society and I feel like it's just such an important thing and I think it's just you know so everyone should have the opportunity to sort of do that because it's a different way of like working with people where you're kind of not really like verbally communicating but you're kind of like in it like you're kind of like a what are they called like there's I guess you're like a flock of birds flying and you kind of all have a oh a murmuration yeah, when they move around. It, that's amazing. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah and get, kind of like everyone's that. like equally important, and you're all kind of involved, and you're all like also protecting each other and like helping mm. each other out. And I think like you know, I feel oh like wow, that is such a wonderful image. I can really <laughs> that that image actually really clarifies what you're saying. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and how does that compare with your own, with the band that you're the leader of, if you like? Uh, and then, oh, now I'm not going to say compare because that's a bit unfair. What are the different processes? Is a better way of putting it when you're contributing to, like, say, the Naraya project? Have I pronounced that correctly? By the um, way, it's uh, Naraya. Naria, sorry. That's right. right. Okay. There's so many, yeah. <laughs> so many alternative pronunciations of Naria. Yeah, because yeah. because I can I just clarify who's the MD of Naria? Um, so with that band, yeah, there's no MD for that one either. Guess, oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind of like run like a collective. So again, Brilliant. it was like you know one of those groups we were together for like, gosh, I think started like ten years ago or something like that. It's um, amazing that. Yeah. So yeah, it just kind of gets to the point where you just kind of it just you know you just run and you don't really have to like you know there's not it doesn't need like a particular leader everyone's just kind of like knows how each other plays and plays the music and stuff so
brilliant. Yeah. And, and and did Naria come together at Trinity when you were were you all at Trinity at the same time? If I um, got that right. So yeah, quite a few of us were at Trinity at the same time. Um, but actually was initiated by Tomorrow's Warriors. Um, to begin with, brilliant. yeah. Mm. So yeah, they kind of um, yeah, which yeah was really cool. But then yeah, it was like um, me, Nabaya, Kathy, and Liz. And Sheila were all at Trinity at various mm. points. And, mm. Mm. Yeah. So tomorrow's worries, obviously, I don't think we can do the interview without mentioning tomorrow's worries. It um, yeah. obviously has played a major role in yeah. well in your career. And and would you I would you say and how you approach music as well has been totally informed, or not totally, but massively informed by tomorrow's worries? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think if I hadn't, you know got involved with them when I did um yeah I don't think I would be sort of where I am now I think they just kind of yeah just created this like amazing community for like young people to kind of learn together and I think there was so much of this focus of kind of this like yeah again like that we're learning from each other we're growing together rather than this kind of like you know um yeah which was like amazing kind of just like having the space to like play with other musicians and like kind of jam together and having the guidance of like Gary and Janine and you know everyone like Nat Facey um mm. Peter Ed- yeah let's you know loads of people it was like incredible yeah sort of really mm. yeah really mm. great yeah I, I I mean I get from what I know of Tomorrow's Warriors I, I I do love that kind of each one teach one philosophy Mm. that seems to come through from some of the interviews I've done and speaking to Janine and uh, that, and I do like that that each one teach one it, it, it seems very egalitarian and very collect very much a collective yeah exactly and I think like I remember when I was sort of like quite young and doing their um sort of like youth band thing um I remember like yeah there was kind of like a lot of so at the beginning, I think we had quite a bit of guidance of like what to do, but I think it definitely got to the point where they were kind of like just teaching us the skills of how to like run a band together, but and also just kind of like learn songs. And then it's kind of like I think that's such like invaluable things to like teach a young person, not just for like music, but I think just for life to kind of like give them some autonomy. So I feel you know so much in school, you're kind of just told what to do, and then you sort of do it, but then outside you know having this thing outside of school which was kind of like yeah just sort of giving people like confidence and kind of like things and sort of being like you know you can kind of do what you want and that's like really good I think was yeah really invaluable mm-hmm. and I guess that would then translate directly to the improvisation that does then happen on the stage because you've been taught that autonomy to be able to do that as individuals but as part of a collective as well yeah yeah exactly yeah um yeah exactly and kind of just like um yeah just kind of feeling like a you know you're all like a big family and and things like that yeah yeah because then you will sort of like you said earlier as well all looking after each other as well is um that I did, I, I'm picking up on that because when you said it, I thought, oh yeah, I never thought of that. You know, it's not just about working together; it's all about um, what's the word? I'm, I'm supporting each other as well, isn't it? Yeah, and like yeah, exactly, supporting each other, and I guess like collaborating together, and 
Yeah. Okay, well, let's um, uh, move to your upcoming project that you've already mentioned, the electronic, the synth stuff. Um, mm. uh, I'm just going to ask, is, uh, is there a particular moment, a particular thing that made you go, do you know what, I, I want to experiment with this? Um, so I think, yeah, I think for like a long time, I was trying to find there was something that I was trying to like find so I was just like I think um yeah it kind of so basically it kind of I guess started during like lockdowns because I suppose we were you know having to make music by ourselves and stuff um mm. and then I kind of just through that just kind of like um slowly just like built up sort of some like skills and like production and then um just like bought this really cheap Yamaha like Porter Sound keyboard which I borrowed one like ages ago of someone and then it had this like quite like basic FM synth in it but you could do some like really weird stuff with it and that was kind mm. of like I was just sort of one day just like playing some like improvisations on it and then that sort of turned into like some songs um so that was yeah that was kind of like the start of it and then um I just kind of like really like enjoyed doing it and just finding like putting bin it home and on my own and just like listening to like weird sounds was quite like fun um and then before I knew it there was just like you know an album's worth of music um Mm. so yeah that's kind of something that um I'm sort of yeah doing some hoping to do more of over like this year and the next year I'm not I'm still sort of deciding whether to release it under a different name or under Rosie Turton that's sort of like um Mm. yeah just trying to figure that out um but yeah, kind of just like that idea, you know, that's something that I want to sort of start to incorporate into like the live show. So kind of, yeah, eventually like the two things will kind of like meet um, because I also still, you know, like I don't, yeah, doing stuff with the band is also still like really important to me and like really fun and I'm sort of like working on some new music with them as well. Um, so mm. yeah, kind of. So is there two threads going on then? Stuff with the band, the electronic stuff and then maybe bringing it together live even if it's two different recordings um yeah I think definitely I think like at some point in the future I think down the line they'll kind of uh, join together <laughs> in some mm. in some way but um yeah I think for now like I'm kind of enjoying the kind of like the two sort of things it's kind of like it feels a bit like a split personality thing which I quite mm. like kind of just having this zone where I can kind of just like make really weird electronic music with like modular synths and, and then mm. um, having the kind of yeah and will it be synth only or are you going to add other will you add some live instruments to it um it's got so there's some trombone as well um but the trombone is more kind of like as a I guess like a textural instrument mm. rather than kind of a soloistic thing which is yeah again like also something that I've kind of like been quite enjoying like exploring even with like the band as well um a lot of the new music is not quite so soloistic bass but kind of more um kind of yeah the trombone just everything kind of being on an equal level in terms of at all times rather than they're kind of being oh wow okay so. of like a kind of soloist at, at sort of one point um yeah so I think yeah that's kind of where I guess like the collective improv sort of yeah. like thing is sort of um how it's kind of like materialized as well with the way that we play together it's just kind of like sort of constant thing yeah mm, mm. 
I, I don't, yeah, I like the sound of that's it. That's fascinating that because I, I guess there's always that element that when you listen to, and again, I'm going to use the word jazz, when you mm. listen to jazz, you, there's the expectation that every now and then somebody's going to step up and do a solo. Mm-hmm. The idea that of no solos, I think, is fascinating. Mm. Um, I guess, like, and, yeah, no solos, but I suppose everyone's soloing at the same time. Um, but I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, but I guess, I guess that kind of comes from a lot of like free jazz as well, kind of like, um, which is maybe what has also, I guess, been an influence as well, like people like William Parker and um, his sort of work with like Hamid Drake and and that, and kind of, um, yeah, I guess that kind of like thing of that kind of, yeah, I guess it's just the same but different. I suppose it's kind of still heavily improv based, but the way that improvisation happens is kind of more like collectively rather than, um, mm, mm. yeah. So if you go in with ideas and you present to the band and then you improvise those, mm. uh, what generally comes to you first? Um, uh, I mean, does, do things just come to you or is it, or is it like Picasso said, the inspiration happens when you're working kind of thing has to find you working. Mm. Um, but what comes, is it the melody where you get a rhythm, where you get a bass line, you know, what, what will tend to come to you first? Oh yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I'm not, I think it changes quite a lot. Um, I think, I think what comes first maybe is kind of like a sort of like mood or some like a colour or something like that. So I think that might be through like some like chords or like a, a particular scale, I think. Um, mm. or like a melody and I think that will kind of be like the starting point and then through that that will kind of like expand um, but I think yeah I guess like it comes from I think just trying out loads and loads of things um, there'll be sometimes mm. I'll have like this idea where I'll be like oh this is amazing and then it just never really like works out um, mm. and then yeah <laughs> it, it's funny that if, when you got a you, you've got an idea that you think, yeah, this would be great, and then it doesn't quite fit, and you have to think to yourself, do I bin it or do I save it for something else? Or because you you can't just shoehorn it in, can you? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I think it's a good practice of like being able to like let go of stuff because I think it's it's that feeling when like, I think when you find an idea that you really love and it's just like you really you really really want to make it work, but sometimes it's just you know at that time it's just not going to work I've got like it's so funny I've got like just hard drives full of like recordings and and things like that which kind of like have not made it anywhere they won't you know they'll never kind of like go further than just been jammed out in the studio or something but in some ways I think that's like also quite like important I think for me as well I think like part of like me sort of getting here is I think it's taken like a lot of experimentation with trying out loads of different things to kind of like finally reach the point where I'm like okay this is the sound that I've sort of been going for um which I think I was kind of like trying to find for like a long time so yeah I think yeah you gotta just keep keep trying Mm. out different ideas that's it yeah Allen Ginsberg the poet he uh Mm. he said uh, that thing when you have to when you have to take something out that you thought was going to work 
he mm. said he, he called it uh killing your darlings <laughs> and and but he said but he never he always like you like like you've just said you got hard drives full of ideas mm. he would keep it he would he would keep it in, a, in a, i guess a notebook and he said you can always use it again or a version of it again in a different mm. way yeah, but it's hard because I, um, I'm, I'm, you know, my, I'm a writer, so a lot of what you're mm. saying I, I understand. But from the perspective of a writer, yeah, especially yeah. the improv and the stream of consciousness, yeah, uh, that kind of thing. And uh, but is the, uh, I guess the editing, um, you know, when yeah. you have got to decide what stays and what goes, is just a completely different skill that I guess is where. Because, uh, as a composer that's your editing I guess yeah yeah exactly and I guess kind of like um yeah I guess similar to writing I suppose like yeah you kind of just get all this ideas out and then you kind of got to like carve it all up and mm. um but yeah oh, that's so interesting you mentioned Alan Ginsberg because I think yeah I feel like that kind of the that sort of like the beats especially that kind of philosophy of that you know constant stream of thought like writing I think that was kind of like I used to like be really, really into like reading their work when I was like in my early 20s I think sort of that philosophy I think has somehow like stuck with me it's that kind of I think it was just something that kind of that I like I was like oh okay yeah I quite like this kind of idea of like you can just create by just you know just mm. writing and it doesn't have to necessarily you don't have to necessarily follow like a structure when you're doing it you can kind of just like get this stuff out and then see where it goes mm. and then take it mm. yeah mm. yeah because that's the amazing thing about um uh stream of consciousness improvisation things like that the more you do it the more you recognize that what's good mm. you know you know like in amongst all you know like the word salad if you like or uh that you you'll start feeling comfortable with the fact that okay, I'm going to keep going because the next thing I do is going to be really good mm. and will work. And um, there's a comp- and I guess as a musician and what you were saying before, the trust in each other as well as a group of musicians, that that confidence to get it, to get it wrong whilst you're trying things out, uh, I would imagine is quite crucial to the process yeah. of composition and performance yeah definitely so I suppose yeah through that you kind of figure out what it is you don't want to sound like I guess when you get things wrong but when it's like okay that's not that's not what we want to do <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah, um, yeah. and that, that that's as important as knowing what you do want to sound like yeah yeah exactly as a professional musician and a professional composer mm. um What's your, what is your primary driver? Is it the being professional as in the remuneration or is it the passion for the craft? Or do you think they go hand in hand? Um, I guess, yeah, they go hand in hand. I think like, um, I think, yeah, I think it's kind of like, um, I think it's one of the things that I feel like I need to make music so I feel it's yeah it's that creative outlet which I think um I just feel that I think I guess that's why kind of like you know people get drawn to it but I think having that sort of like helped sort of um 
yeah, just making me like, yeah, find purpose or kind of giving, you know, so something that I really like enjoy. Um, and I think, yeah, sort of like making a career out of it is obviously like, I feel very like grateful that I get to do that. Um, I think yeah, it's also that I think the li- the lifestyle of it as well, I think just kind of having something different to do all the time and playing different types of music with different types of people, I think um, <laughs> I think that's kind of what keeps me, um, yeah, it keeps me kind of going with it all. Yeah. See, the, your band and Naria, but you've worked with some amazing artists. Uh, so I've got a list here. Um, so Steam Down. Mm. Um, Shampoo the Great, wow, Soetta <laughs> Kinch as well. You know, it, it, when these kind of collaborations occur, when the opportunities to collaborate with different musicians and different artists and different producers, I guess as well, mm. occur, what kind of do you, um, just on a very personal level? What do you get? What do you get out of that? What do, what, what sort of um, even an emotional level? Um, I think, like, loads of inspiration, I would say. I think just kind of, like, getting to play other people's music, you kind of just get, like, an insight into them, that, you know, kind of into their minds and their creativity. And I think, um, I think for me, kind of, like, just getting the opportunity to work with, like, lots of different people, um, just, yeah, just constantly inspires me because it's kind of, like, a new way of like thinking about something approaching about something or just getting to play like different kind of styles of music as well kind of like also just like pushes me to kind of like try stuff that I've not necessarily like done before um yeah so I yeah I feel like really lucky that I get to do that I really love it I think that's kind of one of the highlights for me is kind of yeah just getting to like play other people's music mm-hmm. and, and I guess it must be just on a professional level, it must be quite, uh, what's the word, edifying? That's a good word. It must be quite edifying to be asked. Mm, yeah. You know, when, always... And to be approached in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I'm always um, quite taken aback when, yeah, when people do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, it's, I think that's, yeah, one of my favourite, one of my favourite parts is that, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you said earlier about every, you know, not, um, playing different styles of music and, and the lifestyle that goes with being a professional musician. Mm. Um, is there, a, even if you're doing different things, is there kind of a typical day for that you have, the, the, a creative professional day? Is there any typicality to it at all? Um, not really. I mean, it's sometimes, it's sometimes nice. It's like, I think it's definitely like, quite difficult sometimes because on days where I don't have like a rehearsal that I gotta go to or whatever um and I've just got I'm left to my own devices and I think you've really got to like um work hard at the (laughs) self-discipline to kind of be like okay um I'm going to I need to start at this time um Mm. uh, yeah no I think every day is quite different which is quite nice um I think that only yeah just regular thing is doing a bit of teaching which I guess is yeah one once a week which is quite nice as well but yeah so that that's the sort of one thing that's timetable yeah (laughs) I guess guess, and uh, what what about when you're recording I mean um is that do you kind of take that as a 
um, a nine to five kind of thing? Is it like, right, I'm going to be in the studio at nine, finish at five, we're going to do this, this and this, we're going to get this done, you know, because I'm thinking basically about costs, you know, how disciplined do you have to be? Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I think when, if we're in the studio, then I think, yeah, we've kind of got a set time that we're there. Um, and yeah, that's very much kind of like, have to come in with a plan for the day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just kind of like, um, it's always quite like intense, but I do kind of like, quite enjoy it as well. Because I think you kind of just like, get into this like, specific like mode, and then you're kind of just like, I think, locked in for like the whole day. Um, which is really good yeah and when you're when you're recording as a band then um so what's the process uh, how does it how does it start you know is it um have you done all the composition before you get into the studio um yeah I think most yeah it's all sort of been done I mean, we've normally will have like a rehearsal or two um I think just like depending on um, what the tune is like. I think yeah, with sort of the newer stuff um, that we've been recording recently, it's all quite like open. So we only kind of had like one rehearsal. Um, but it's kind of also now. I think it's sort of a bit different now because I feel um, the way I'm kind of recording the stuff with the band is kind of instead of getting doing it with everybody all together, we're kind of doing a lot of like overdubbing and stuff. Um, so it sort of gives me sort of more more things I can do with like the production to kind of like chop stuff up and um, mm. move the tunes around so that's also been quite like a fun way of doing it cause, um, we sort of did a recording session back in summer with like without any drums so it meant and it was just synths and stuff and trombone so it meant there was no kind of like um, bleed through any other instruments so that was like quite cool. So we kind of just like, yeah, we could kind of just do loads of different takes of the same tune, but in complete try out like completely different things. Because you know, afterwards I can be like, oh, I like that bit from that and that, and kind of and jigsaw it together. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I've I've always been a big believer that the the mixing and the producing and the studio aspects of it um, is as much an, a craft. The mm. editing of it, if you like, is as much a craft as as anything. Um, yeah, know, definitely. Producing and studio engineering and, and mixing is is massive part of it. Um, when you did, um, was it uh, the rework of Unknown mm. that you did during lockdown, where you all had to record it? separately yeah 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 so that um yeah that one was I think what inspired this new way of recording so I think before we recorded everything together which is obviously again brings its own you know it's a different thing as well because you know but then I think what I found with that was like it was a bit difficult with like editing afterwards because I was like especially with trom- trombone, the violin and the drums, it was kind of just like we were all in each other's microphones. So it was kind of um, quite hard sort of cutting between takes and stuff. Um, but yeah, when we record the sort of rework of the unknown, <clears throat> um, yeah, that was really fun. I think we started off with like drums. I think I just said to Jake, could you just, because we'd done like a new version of it live and I was like, oh, I kind of really like this. So it'd be great to 
sort of have it on like a b-side of like of the ep um so i kind of like i think we started off with drums and then bass and then piano and then the then the drum groove completely changed again because <laughs> there was this bit where jake was just messing around whilst he was getting the recording and i was like actually i kind of like that so i just like put that in um and then <laughs> so it just became like a different a completely different tune um and I think yeah I think for me that was kind of like the kind of a big like penny dropping of kind of being like okay this is a, like a, a way that I really enjoy kind of like producing and if you mm. know now recording if we record everything sort of like separately then it allows me to kind of have that sort of freedom to kind of just like mix it up quite a lot um mm. yeah and, and yeah, and it, 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 that must be amazing as well when you find a new way of working and it works, works mm. for everybody. And I, I guess that allows for a different kind of freedom as well. Yeah, definitely. And I guess sort of, yeah, in some ways as well, make things easier with everyone so busy. I can <laughs> kind of just be like, when you got? Because yeah. like, <laughs> I think, you know, everyone can record at home now, which is like amazing as well. Mm. So, mm. yeah, it's kind of just like opened up. Um, yeah, I opened up new doors and stuff. 